Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Bea Williams. I'm Wendy Papazian. I'm Seychelle Van Poole. And I'm Sarah Reynolds. And today we are continuing our tips for objection handling. So hopefully you have already listened to our first episode on tips for objection handling and where we went over ensuring that it's an objection before handling it, right? So we talked about questions, observations, and smoke screens and not to fall into the trap of handling those like an objection. It was a 20-minute great episode, so take a listen on that. And today we are going to focus on, okay, once you've asked yourself, is this a question? Is this an observation? Is this a smokescreen? Or is this an objection? And it is an objection. Okay, let's talk, dive in today on how to handle the objection, how to handle that objection. And I have a framework. A oh, framework. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's clapping. All sorts of hype going on over here. Okay. I have a a framework. (laughs) So many comments flooding in my head, I froze. Mm -hmm. I know. So we have a framework for how to handle an objection. And so I, for me, let's keep it really simple on how to easily remember it. So I think of rich kids when we think of objection handling. So rich kids, if you want rich kids, you need to learn how to handle objections okay. correctly. I like it. Okay. You like okay. it? Is that okay? I'm okay with that. you, Via, yeah. so far? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I like it. So so then the acronym is Rich K. And I'm sure Wendy will chime in here in a second <laughs> with her smart butt comment earlier <laughs> to me. Let me get it out first. Okay. Yeah. It was just let an observation. It wasn't an objection. <laughs> she was not objection. <laughs> oh, ow. Oh. Ooh, Actually, snap. it was a question. Start, I think yeah. you asked yeah. a question. That was good. <laughs> it did. Okay. <laughs> so the so rich kids. Okay, the R is repeat. The I is isolate, the C is cushion, the H is handle, and the K is close. Close with a K. K, Yes. So here was my question because close does not actually begin with a K. And so when I saw this earlier, I said, why don't you call it rich children? LOL. Uh, but, uh, okay, good. So glad we got okay. okay. And Sarah, okay. and yeah. I said, in all of your years of teaching this with your team, didn't anyone ask that question? She said, no. No. <laughs> They're all thinking it, though. No, no, as you said no. it. No, I, I, I then started reflecting. I, I overthink things so many times. So I started reflecting, like, why aren't they saying that to me if they're thinking it? I'm being a bad leader. No, just, <laughs> I start spir- spiraling. Well, like, they know oh you're goodness, a genius. So. They know you're a, a sales genius. Yes. So. Yes, they yeah. want to become sales. True. Okay, so we have rich kids with a K, basically. Yeah, rich, uh, rich kids with a K. I do feel strongly everybody's yes. going to remember it now based on this whole yeah. rich children, rich yeah. kids. Okay, let's be serious. Remember. Rich kids sounds better than rich children. It sounds way better. It does. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, fine. I'm, I'm not, it was just a question. It wasn't an objection. <laughs> okay, fine. Can I tell She's a funny little story? Can I tell yeah, a funny no. little story about Kay? Of course. So my kids did kids business fair a few years ago. And they decided, so they did business fair one year and they failed wildly at it. They made way too many things. They It looked like crap. They couldn't sell it. They lost a lot of money and it was a great learning experience for them. The next year, they decided that they were going to sell coffee which I thought was brilliant because nobody was selling mm. coffee. And, I, and they were like, literally, we could charge whatever we want because it's early in the morning. There's tons of parents there and they need coffee. 
Obviously, yeah. I'm a fan of this. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> they decided to call it Cool Kids Coffee, right? Mm-hmm. With But with K's. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. And they made oh, no. the K's really oh, big. So they're sign up. No. Okay, and here's me again. No. Right? Who does this? I was like, you guys know that says KKK, right? <laughs> but they're like... They're like, no. what? <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah, thanks, Mom. So, did they change it before putting it up? Or? No. 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 They did take <laughs> You know what? Muscle. They took the swastika down, though, so. You know, you know <laughs> what? Funny. I actually not think funny. that's a problem. Not funny. That's not no, funny. do you know? But- I actually think that's a win. They learned about that, that their gener- <laughs> No, that their generation didn't think that. Oh, yeah, they totally. saw once I pointed it out, they were like, oh no. Yeah. I, I know, but yeah. our generation naturally would, would, but they, but their generation that's they haven't me, had to deal with it. That's, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I agree. I like it. Yeah. So okay, so we've got anyway. this rich kids thing. I, I are we gonna play it out with an example? Is that how we're gonna do this? Like <laughs> yeah, well, what it so R was repeat, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, so yes. okay, what's the, what's the example? So what's the example? So somebody might say, I am going to interview other people for the job. Okay. So we're going to do rich kids. And so we're going to start with R, obviously. So I'm going to interview other people for the job. So step one is repeat. R for repeat. So we just need to make sure we're going to understand and that we are understanding what the actual objection is here, right? Yes. So it's really best to repeat what the prospect said and make sure that you clearly understand right, and are on the same page with what their objection is, correct? Yeah, have you ever, with leading people, this happens a lot, where you mm-hmm. tell them something and then they think one thing and then you're thinking yeah. another mm-hmm. because you didn't sure. have them repeat it? Yep, back to you. This yeah. is the same thing, Yeah, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. The exact same thing. So repeat, repeating as close to what they said as possible back to them. Mm-hmm. So what I'm hearing you say is that you are planning on interviewing other agents before making a decision. Is that yes, correct? that's correct. Yep, that's correct. Okay, so you repeat it back to them. So okay, that's the perfect. R. Okay, that's the R. Okay. Fantastic. Okay, so then we step two of rich kids. We we're going to isolate it. Okay, so they say to us, "I'm going to interview other people for the job," and we isolate it. Okay, fantastic. Aside from wanting to interview other people for the job. Are you comfortable with everything else? Is there anything else you have a concern about? You want to make sure that this is the only objection that the prospect has because sometimes they might have more than one objection, right? Mm -hmm. So you need to do that by asking, okay, aside from wanting to interview other people for the job, are you comfortable with everything else we talked about? Are you comfortable with the scope of the project? Are you comfortable with the price? Fantastic. Okay. Yep. This is really yep. important because so many times they actually have other things. Mm-hmm. And so by at, this is probably out of all everything with rich kids, this is probably the one where you find out the most of what's really going on actually, mm-hmm. because they then will mention other things that they have an issue with that mm-hmm. you need to address. Okay. Got it. Well, and yeah. it's something, it's, and sometimes it's not, they're not, it's not always about you. Right. Sometimes there are lots of other issues. Well, you know, I'm really scared that I'm not going to be able to find a house to live in if we sell Mm -hmm. this one. Or Mm -hmm. I'm worried that, you know, something will happen to me with my job when I get there. So that's what's causing me a disconnect. And and often it is more than one thing. 
Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times, like, like, for example, if the fee is the issue, is the objection, like, I'm not going to pay that fee, it, it becomes, that's a little bit easier of one as an example than even mm-hmm. interviewing other agents, honestly, or even the price they give you. Anything to do with like fi- like financial, you want right. to make sure that there's not other things that they you have said along the way. So like, well, assuming we can come to an agreement on our fee, did everything else sound good? Would you like to move forward tonight? As, lo- as long as we can come to an agreement about the fee, that one objection, right? Or mm-hmm. would you like to move forward tonight to make sure that there's not other things? So it's so important to isolate yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Well, that. and then the That's next good. step on that is you cushion it. And the phrase that I would use when you're thinking about cushioning something is you're going to use the phrase feel, felt, found. And that when you get this objection, right, you're not going to be condescending, you're not going to be argumentative on it, but you're going to cushion it with them. And so you're going to say, you know, like, I understand that you want to interview other people, right? Others have expressed that to me before in the past as well. You know, and if I were in your shoes, I would feel the same way. And, you know, what we have found is that when people choose to move forward with our services, they are so happy in the end that they decided to do that, that it, they really were laughing as to why, you know, it was a consideration to begin with that they, even considered not doing that or however you want to handle the objection. That's good thing. But, but using that feel, felt, found, that all of a sudden makes that person giving you the objection, it makes them feel heard. You're then relating to them because you're saying, I understand how you feel and you can restate the objection, right? Many others have felt the same way for you, so they're not alone. And then what we have found is, and then you overcome the objection. Yeah, I, I love this. And for me, <clears throat> what I'm trying to be conscious of during this moment is to validate them for asking the question and for, mm. and for making them feel good about asking the question. Mm-hmm. Like you are smart for asking that question. You're, you are an amazing person that you have that thing. Yes. It, it, and the other thing I wanted to add is that, uh, and we're going to get into this in a bit, but you know, I think, I hope it's okay for our listeners if we do use real estate, that is our point of context. So a lot of the times, Wendy, you reminded me of something that's been happening in the last few years. Their their objection, they might even say, well, I'm worried about the purchase. But what they really might be thinking is, well, you're a dynamite listing agent. Mm -hmm. You are going to sell this fast. I can feel it. I'm not Mm -hmm. as confident or I don't know about your buyer skills. And you haven't talked about it because you didn't ask me about it. So you're going to sell my house and I'm going to be stranded. And I don't know anything about your buyer's agents or your buyer services. So you really have to acknowledge this and, you know, unpeel the onion, so to speak, mm-hmm. because you don't know, you just may not have addressed, they, they, might not, they may not be aware of that. Right. That's a right? totally and subconscious so, thing. Yeah. 100%. It's so subconscious. Yeah, it, it's so it's how you relate to their needs. Mm-hmm. Right. That's and, a great right. point. And their goals. And that's why the order of how you handle the objection is so important because that's what the the eye really finds out is are there other things that you need to be Mm -hmm. talking about as well? Because what can happen, I used to fall into this trap all the time, is I would handle the objection and then I still wouldn't get the business or I still wouldn't. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, wait. You're like, like, I said it all right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I did everything. I did the rich kids. And then... Yeah. <laughs> no, but I did it. I wasn't doing the rich kids because I wasn't isolating. I oh. wasn't isolating it to make sure that was the only objection. But and so it's so step, that Sarah, this yes. gets them talking. This is yes. the step mm-hmm. that pulls out of them. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm I'm spending a little bit more time on it because yeah, for sure. validating how they feel and really then they can open up to you and say, you know yeah, what it is? So I just tell me about your buying services. How does that work? What's your level like what's your level of expertise in, you know, Arlington? 
because we're over here in Leesburg and I don't yeah. know how you are there. And I'm just mm-hmm. nervous about this whole thing. And if you can really do the cushion well, you know, then you'll open them up. That create the cushion is what creates safety. It safety. is right. I think about giving them a it, nice creates, cushiony yes. hug. Yeah. Just yes. exactly. Cushion is one of those weird words. Cushion. It's starting to sound weird to me. I'm just saying. Cushion. <laughs> cushion. Like cushion. cushion. Moist. Especially if you have a southern accent. A weird words. even weirder. Well, especially cushion. when you say it, Seychelles. It's cute. <laughs> well, anything's cute when Seychelles says it. I know. Yes. It's true. So true. Yeah. So true. Anyway. All right. Okay. So, so, so far, we're, we have Rick. <laughs> okay, we've got rich. We make, right. us, Sarah, we know, make us rich. Make we, us we rich. Know, we need to make <laughs> yes. We need to, okay, the H is handle, right? Handle. So every industry has common objections. So you need to know what the most common objections are. You need to learn what they are. And then having a script, we talked about this a lot on episode one on this, but having a script on how to handle it. And it's okay. I I just want to, it's so important with objection handling in the beginning, just memorize it. Mm -hmm. Memorize the objection Mm -hmm. handler. You don't need to recreate the wheel. Just literally memorize it. My brother was our second ever inside sales agent and we have, quite the ISA team. So he was second in the history of our ISA team. And he's monotoned, meaning when he speaks, mm-hmm. he's he has no, like he's more task-oriented, not really people-oriented, right? So you wouldn't mm-hmm. think he's like this great salesperson on the phone when you hear him. But he just like would read the script, like literally <laughs> read it in the same tone. Same. And he was one of our best we've ever See? had. <laughs> yes. 15 years, he's yeah. one of our best. It's because he just followed the script. He didn't reinvent mm-hmm. the wheel. So That's for right. handling them, you want to make sure to just follow the script, memorize, know the most common ones. There's typically four to five most common objections in any sales pipeline. Know what they are and then memorize uh, the script on how to handle it. I love that. Yeah. Well, yeah. And we talked about this in the previous episode, which is this is one of the most important things that you can do, especially mm-hmm. as a new agent to give, because this gives you confidence. Right. You know what to say in any situation, you know how to handle your main objections. You know how to go in and Mm -hmm. say what you need to say, because what that does also then is in the moment, you're not internal, internally thinking about what to say next. You can actually be present and listen to what this person has to say. So when you're, when you're, trying to isolate what they're talking about. You're not just moving forward through your script. You're actually listening with intention. You're processing it yourself. And then you're able to handle their objections Mm -hmm. because you've actually listened to it. And I see so many salespeople Mm -hmm. who don't do that. They're just, they're kind of rushing through their presentation, trying to get to the end, trying to be a closer. And if you get to the end of your presentation and you try to close and you haven't handled their objections, they're not going to work with you. Mm-hmm. Correct. You know, yep. and I, ah, oh, so good, Bendy. I got into sales when I was like 21 into real estate sales and I looked like I was 12. And so <laughs> I like, I would go on these appointments and people would be like, can you, like, are you old enough to drive? Like, why are you selling us a house? You know what I mean? It was like, I had yeah, to like that's have a question, uniform. not an objection. It is. Sometimes it was an objection. No, my mom dropped um, me off. Yeah. <laughs> it would be like, how long have you been selling real estate? It feels like since birth. You know, I mean, yeah. you need to have a whole life. life. Yeah. And getting into understanding objections, how to overcome them, took me personally from being this like very naive, like 
a nervous, you know, high energy, but very nervous energy, you know, salesperson into somebody who actually felt confident going up against huge heavy hitters in our field. And I like could beat them. And without understanding what objections were coming my way, how to overcome them, the confidence and practice to do that and practicing over and over again, I would have been hitting my head against the wall day after day. And I honestly, I probably would have gotten discouraged and left the industry. But by doing... Mm objection handling and script practice and knowing how to do that, you know, I think makes a huge difference. You know, Bia and Sarah, how do you guys do script practice with your teams? What does that well, look like? You know, this is reminding me of, and I, I tell this story often to my Salesforce uh, Seychelles. My middle son went to a dyslexic school all through mm. his primary elementary grades. And mm. they did something called the Slingerland Method. And a lot of the challenge with dyslexic kids is that they have short-term memory loss. So every time they read, they are relearning to read. Can you imagine? Wow. Can you imagine? Now that's a little bit of a dramatic, but effectively, that's what it is. So they spend years and years. And if you walk in the room, it's if you Google that, it's fascinating. They're almost chanting. A, Apple, A, and they outline it in their hands and they Mm -hmm. write it on the board and there's all five senses basically, right? Mm -hmm. So they do that for years and they, so that it's, so that then they can focus now on comprehension Mm -hmm. and literature and the symbolism and all the things that we take for granted, right? Sarah, I know your girls are in classical education. It's sort of a similar approach. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. We're going to have memorization tables, you know, the Mm -hmm. multiplication tables and everything so that Mm -hmm. you can just focus on the higher level concepts because it's wrote by then, right? And I'm a big, believer in that. So if you think about these scripts and these objection handlers and everything we talk about in sales, it's really important that salespeople get a rote knowledge of this so that they don't get frozen and panicked and anxious and anxiety Mm. sets in and stress sets in at the appointment in the moment. So good. And so a lot of what we're talking about with this and other things is you have got to practice this. Memorize your classic four or five objections, right? And even if you even if you go out in the first few appointments, you sound monotone to Sarah's point, it doesn't matter. They probably want to hire you guys. They probably want to hire you. They're, they're, they're looking for a reason to hire you, not hire yes. you. Yes. Right? yes. People Great don't point. want to do this yep. again. They don't want three people in their living room. We Especially walk realtors. in and we think it's the opposite. No. Especially realtors. Yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to throw yeah. that in there when you asked that. Say it, it just that's that's great. what struck me. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I no. think so. So well said, Via. And I think the key here is don't get upset when you're having to handle the objection because they're talking to you. Yeah. Right. That's what Via is saying is like they're wanting to do business with you. That's why they're having the conversation to begin with. Mm -hmm. And so view that as a good thing, not a bad thing, and knowing Mm -hmm. how to do it. I think for us, our sort of system on this is when someone joins our team, they go through onboarding. In class, they learn our scripts and things like that. And then there's a 14 day sort of approval for appointments. So we follow an appointment system. About 80% of our closings come through our inside sales department. So we want to make sure that when we give them an appointment, they know how to handle those objections, right? And so they have to they have to actually pass. And so what they do is they do the presentation and then we have a coach that will ask them all of the key objections and then they need to present to them how to handle mm-hmm. 
each of them. And if they don't, if they don't do that, then they're not yet approved for appointment. So that's first. It's just like the basic skill of how to handle the objection. And then every week we pick an objection a week. So um, we don't try to overcomplicate it. We just have one objection a week. This is the handler. And then the wholesale repeats that in each of the locations. So, so you know why I like do that, it. Sarah? Because, and, and that's a big um, DHB I have in training that, that you mm-hmm. just talked about, is you're simulating the stress and anxiety of a real appointment. They are really mm-hmm. nervous mm-hmm. when they have to test out in front of a supervisor. And it's really important that we simulate that the best we can in our businesses so that they're practicing with us, not the client, yes, right? exactly. not the customer. And they yes. are probably more nervous, you know, delivering that to you. And your, I, I used to have them, they used to have to present, present offers to me, give me my own listing of, you know, yeah. presentation yeah. to me. Oh, yeah. And they would often say they were more nervous with me. And I would hug them and I would say, well, you are safe here. That's perfect. Yeah. Be really nervous. You should be scared of me. Urgh. You know, like be really scared because I wanted them to be because, you know, I don't want them to practice in front of a $2 million home. Yeah. Yeah. A seller. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. And that leads us really well, ladies, into step five, which is close. And close with a K, Wendy. Close with a K. But closes. The, the one thing yes. that, you know, that I want to state about this extraordinary system. I've never heard of rich kids. It's really good, Sarah. But it naturally leads into that closing question or questions. And guys, closing is just a question. Don't over overthink it. Don't over, don't freak out about it. Closing is a simple question. Well, Sarah, I mean, does this make sense? Are you okay with that? You want to move forward? Does that Mm -hmm. that sound good? I'm excited Mm -hmm. to work with you. Seychelle, do you want to, do you want to go ahead and sign the paperwork and get started? And Wendy, are you excited like I am? And, and can I book my photographer right now? If so, let's sign the paperwork and go, right? These are just questions. It's not, don't, you know, this leads right into it. And it takes practice. Rich kids, R-I-C-H-K. And you just have to start working through it and working through it. You don't have to really be good. You just need to do it, guys. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's really and follow it. the order. So follow the order. Mm-hmm. If you close and you haven't handled it, then it's not going to yeah. go what Wendy said earlier. It's yeah. not going to go well. Right? Well, All and I order. see a lot of people, they don't they don't know what to say. They manage everything else. They manage their presentation really well, but they actually don't manage the clothes. And yeah. I know for me, it took me a while to figure that out. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I was so slow with so many things. I listen to you guys. I'm like, ah, but like actually having that transition between what you're, the conversation that you're having and then turning it into like we're actually going to close it here. So that memorizing, if you don't memorize anything else, that's probably yeah. what you should memorize. So, well, today has been fantastic. I will for sure be taking this back to my team and helping them understand this wonderful framework that you created, Sarah. And yeah, whether it's rich kids, rich children, whatever you guys want to <laughs> think about, it's a repeat, isolate, cushion, handle, and close. So guys, make sure you memorize this framework, right? And everything that it entails so that you can go out and continue to build not only a big business, but an even bigger life. So thanks for joining us. Thanks everybody. Bye guys. Thanks guys. Bye.